Welcome everybody to the Apostolic Children's Ministry Podcast. We are excited because we are not at home. We have a bunch of new bodies here, and we're just going to go around and introduce them because we are uh, in Dallas, Texas of all places, all places. And to my left, I have... Hi, this is Gabe Baker. Gabe and Baker, no stranger to the podcast. Yeah, I've been on the podcast before, but this is exciting. And if you don't already know, he has his own Kidman backstage, and it is, as <coughs> name would say, fire. <laughs> it is fire, bro. It is fire. And uh, next to him, we have an incredible couple. James Pelletier. Who has Oklahoma been on the podcast? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry, one more time. James Pelletier, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, and his in- incredible second half. Kimberly Pelletier. <laughs> and uh, James has been on the podcast before, and by popular demand, he is back. So we are excited about that. And, kind of <laughs> 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 and we have... Kim Ramos, Kim Ramos. not here by popular demand, but I begged my way into Dallas to be on this podcast. <laughs> Very much here by popular demand. So she she happens to attend Rialto Church, but we we uh, the invitation has been open, but yet she still hasn't been on until now. If you're looking at the thumbnail, you probably think she's Sarah. She's not. I am not Sarah. They I'm look the very little similar. sister. Much younger. Yes. And next to her is... Bree. Bree. Bree is back. Uh, no stranger to the podcast. <laughs> no, stranger, no stranger to the podcast. Uh, but we are in Dallas to... Uh, we are starting off an exciting project that has been uh, put underway for an apostolic curriculum. And uh, we have flown from all points of the United States, literally from all corners, California, all Washington, Oklahoma City... Oklahoma drove and on that mic brother if you can get it tight because it's it's they don't pick up unless you're you're in it tight and then back to Florida and that is the Hammonds and I really wish they were on the podcast but they have to fly out at three in the morning and it is roughly 10 o'clock right now right which is 11 o'clock there yeah Yeah, so uh, we miss them but we do understand we'll be taking them to the airport in just a couple hours so let's just kind of talk about the the what we're what we're here for um, this curriculum is something really exciting. I think we're all pumped up about it. I don't even know where to start. We're all burnt, by the way. We are fried. We've spent all day. What have we spent? Ten hours straight sitting in a room together, something staring at each like other, that. yeah, talking curriculum. Nine so. to seven or something. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We did have a little lunch break, but I think yeah. the starting point would just be the motivation. Well, I think we've all used curriculum that's not fully apostolic, right. or it's apostolic, but it's not fully creative. Yes. Right. Yep. yep, and so we're we're trying to to fill a uh, what we perceive as a gap that that well we, we we're all excited about. We want to we want to see our local churches uh, have something that we can we can use. So we've all written bits and pieces for ourselves, but now we're collectively trying to trying to write something that's bigger than each of us individually. Pulling yeah. it together. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't we don't have any order. This thing we didn't even talk about this. We we just turned the mics on and we're just talking. So uh, I don't even know where to start. Uh, well, I think like going back to what Kim said is we have, or uh, Kimmy as we've been calling her since we have two Kims here. That's correct. <laughs> yes, there is some ambiguity that we didn't realize we had. So um, li- little Sarah, I don't know. <laughs> Sarah number two, it's okay. Hi, sis. <laughs> but yeah, she so, doesn't listen. <laughs> so we have. Um, you know, we've been creating our own, and mo- most of the groups here have been creating our own or heavily adapting, heavily adapting right. because we either 
uh, like what I said the other day is I, I found like good curriculum, but it's not apostolic, so we have to adapt it that way. Or apostolic curriculum that isn't maybe not quite you know creative enough uh, for what we do, and so that's what hopefully we can resolve some of that you know with this. Yeah. So that's that's leads to both exciting opportunities and challenges because we're trying to cover a lot of a lot of uh demographics demographic yeah. that's a great word for it yeah my brain i can only think of one syllable words right now that's that's too big Mid. <laughs> yeah so we're trying to trying to generate something that can fit from a home missions church that may only have one teacher in a classroom up to you know a large congregation that that may may have a team yeah. Um, and uh, you know maybe different facilities, different uh, formats. resources, formats. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Service types. Yeah, and we're honestly running into new, not challenges, I guess, but but new uh, where we have to be very flexible on this thing. Right. So, yeah. That's one of the key things that we are focusing on is the flexibility, so it can be used with all different types of congregations. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that. How 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 have we tried to approach that? Um, I, I I think we'll just kind of go with the concept of building blocks is what we've come up with, where different churches will use different pieces of what we write. <clears throat> now, there's core things that we we were recommending never take this out. You yeah. know, uh, but why don't we talk about that a little bit uh, as far as those building blocks, what those consist of how we foresee this is all in its infancy so this might totally change by the time we're done right. i don't think it will but <laughs> by the time this is published tomorrow <laughs> i mean by the time the curriculum comes out it might have a slightly different form than, than we foresee i think that core doctrine is probably the the number one thing that is going to be in every lesson yes plan of salvation acts 238 one god no no compromise there no mm-hmm. room for question you know is that really what they mean yeah that's that's what it means yeah i love that yeah apostolic to the core we say that over and over again that's its heart and soul however we all know we've been in sunday school long enough that it has to be fun too it has to be creative it has to be exciting it has to be something that kids want to attend and so uh we we want to bridge that gap of apostolic and creativity yeah I think one thing that I learned from your dad one time when he was preaching, he told a story about the Jewish culture. They would read the Bible and dip honey and put it in the kid's mouth so that they associated sweet with the word of God. And that's always how I've thought of creativity in Sunday school is I want that fun, sweet experience so that every time they approach the word of God throughout their life, it's with a sense of excitement and joy. There's nothing boring about living for God. Right. Sunday school better not be boring. Exactly. I love how you just said that. I've I've heard my dad say that a lot and never associated it with Sunday school before. That is really good. Yeah, just a touch of honey every time we talk about something apostolic. That's so good. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's something I've mentioned before, like, well, on our podcast, we talked about the the reason the reason that we do some of the goofy stuff we do and the silly things we do is simply to get the kids' attention so that we can get the the good stuff you know in, into them. And so we do all these antics, if you will, but it's there's a purpose behind it. 
Yeah, I think we've said this on the podcast before, but I heard it phrased. I think it was Brother Jason Ashley that <clears throat> that said it. Um, he was reading a verse, and part of the translation was like a mama bird is trying to feed her her the the baby birds. If she processes it ahead of time herself, she mm. chews it up and softens it where it can actually be processed by the baby bird. I feel like that's as teachers what we're trying to do. Right. We're trying to take this this word of God yeah. that is so powerful and just put it into a form they can ingest. Just trying to process it down to where a five-year-old can understand it, an eight-year-old can understand it, a 10-year-old. And uh, sometimes it's not easy. And sometimes, honestly, someone walks in our our, our Sunday school room and think we've lost our mind. You know, when we're doing, <laughs> doing? A, a silly puppet show or something. They're trying to think, how does this translate into spirituality? Well, there's, yeah, yeah like you said, it opens Method their to brain the madness. Up. Yeah, there is there absolutely. Yeah, well, I remember we were doing. I think it was a space theme one time, and one of the brothers in our church, and he he's a good brother. He loves Sunday school. I mean, he supported Sunday school. He wasn't in our Sunday school, but he's like brother. It was just an honest question. He's like. What does space have to do with the Bible? <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> Absolutely. So, some of the building blocks. This is kind of walk through that. I'm not even going to pull up the list. Yeah. But the building blocks that that we're going to maybe I should pull up the list instead of just going off instead of just winging it. Well, I could uh, wing it a little bit. Like dynamic yeah. opening is is almost always our first one, and so or um, some some of us call it creative intro, but it's something to introduce the the class um it's not not even really a welcome i mean i guess it's kind of welcome but it's like introducing today's topic in a creative way it might be funny or you know yeah and the word dynamic is because it should be a really good punch to be like hey yeah. we're yes. starting get excited yeah pull gets their in. attention from the very beginning i'm sorry bro pull it in pull them in yep right absolutely start. get them interested from the very beginning um <clears throat> so we have and and this is just a concept, an internal concept, I guess. What we call core topics, yeah, that are not optional. Like these must be in every single lesson, uh, such as uh, let's just kind of go through them. Dynamic opening that you just talked about, uh, songs of some kind, and these are uh, maybe optional to the user. They can decide not to use them, but it's not an option to us whether or not we include them. So we're going to have a song that ties into the lesson. Yeah, Bree hasn't spoken much, and that is that is rare. She just shoved her <laughs> phone at me with the list, and I'm like. Here's the mic. There you go. Look, I had too many tacos tonight. Okay, I can't, I can't function right now. <laughs> uh, the next thing is the what? This this is Brother Gabe Baker's. Uh, he's just so good at this. His specialty, his talent. Yeah. The the theme skit. Why don't you kind of talk about what the yeah. theme is and how we're working it in? Yeah. So the nomenclature theme. A lot of people mean like what we're calling topic. So the theme, when we say theme, we mean like kind of the decor, the costumes, or the story, or all of the above. And so the topic might be, you know, Plan of Salvation or Holy Ghost or whatever. But the theme is talking about like maybe it's a army theme and people are wearing army costumes, etc. If it's a team of people, it's obviously different if it's, a, you know, a single teacher. And we're hoping to address that. But anyway, so the theme skit is part of an ongoing story. So this will be a quarterly packet. So it's 13 weeks. And so the idea is every week the story is moving forward or it might be episodic. You know, it might not necessarily continue so much, but it's a, it's the same characters. You know, you have 
maybe one or two or, or maybe a whole bunch of characters and they are continuing throughout the theme. The kids recognize that character and they know who it is. And so that's kind of the idea behind, behind that. So the idea of building blocks, just to kind of go back to those that are still kind of scratching their head, what are you guys talking about? Is we're piecing together a Sunday school made out of these, these Lego bricks of, that's just a concept yeah. that I understand. I can wrap my head around that. Of, of pieces of Sunday school, such as a song would be a brick, a, a skit would be a brick, a uh, plan of salvation section would be a, a brick, memory verse, Bible story, all of these yes. different things are different bricks that are assembled to make a full lesson. And uh, there is a, a flow through all of these things, so they're not hopefully disjointed and you feel like a separate item, uh, but they can be selected by the user. So the end user can say, hey, I only have a 45-minute time period, not an hour. So therefore, I need to pull out a few of these bricks to shorten it down to fit into my, my time. And so that's, that's why we mean when we say we're trying to be flexible as possible, we're trying to yeah. give people as many options as they can, and we understand that people are going to uh, customize. customize. Yeah. And we not only are not, our feelings won't be hurt by that, we're, we encourage it. We think it's great. We'll be doing it ourselves yeah. constantly. Right. Uh, so, anyway, b- back to that. So, um, uh, we have the theme skit, and then uh, like offering. Um, why don't you kind of talk about what you did in, in class, would you, or, or in our, our meeting? Would you mind mentioning that a little bit about how you're training your kids? Don't fight over the mic, you guys. Come on. <laughs> I, they were fighting not to get it. If I saw that right, <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know. If she can explain it just as good, uh, probably better. Um, but yeah, we um, offering was one of those building blocks that we were talking amongst ourselves you know is that a core or an optional uh building block and and we have over the past year and a half two years really made that a core piece of our sunday school in that and and it's interesting because we don't even really take offering in sunday school just based on our format right now but we want to make sure our kids know how to give, why to give, and that giving is a part of worship. So mm-hmm. we've included it in every Sunday school class where we we teach about giving or we, we help them prepare how to give their offering and, uh, you know, like fill out the envelopes. And, and even our kids that come on the routes, if they don't have an offering to give, we want them to know that they can give something. Giving is, is a part of worship. It's a part of who we are, what we are. Yeah. And so we help them prepare an, an offering, whether it's a penny or a nickel or whatever. We have little... Tell, tell them about that jar thing. Yeah. That, that got jars so in, excited. In the, in the class. So our teachers have little jars of change in the class. And then if a child didn't bring an offering, we can help them prepare it so that when we do dismiss from Sunday school and go to big church downstairs, we can... Be all be ready to give in that offering. Yeah. And so now, when we started it, there was most of the kids that didn't didn't give. They didn't understand. They didn't bring it with them. Even some of our church family didn't bring every child bring an offering. Right. And now, uh, really, shortly after we started that, everybody's on board. Everybody like they come prepared. They're ready to give. Uh, we incentivized it at first with a contest, or not really a contest, but they got points. It's a okay, point system. Yeah. And then each quarter they'd come to shop and spend their 
spend their points or yeah and you said that you kind of phased that part out right right yeah we've actually not done that for several well three quarters four quarters now um but our our folks can't listen to this podcast that that (laughs) because they might start asking yeah (laughs) (laughs) wait wait a minute we haven't done that so i don't um, think sister kim was in the mic when she said i asked if it was maintained if that habit had continued and the answer was yeah as far as i know i mean of course the i don't do the teachers still give for the route? Yes. Yeah, I think yeah, they the still contribute. The process still goes on, even though the reward or whatever has been not as emphasized. And yeah, so the giving is, it's become a part of who they are. It's That's really so become cool. a part of That's what beautiful. they, how they do. It's yeah. so cool how we, we, we came here to write a curriculum, but I am picking up so much from everybody that I'm around. And I was a little convicted, more than a little, by listening to what you and Brother Baker had to say about the offering because we do it before class, but we make it a sideline because most of our kids that come don't have anything to give, and so we don't put an emphasis on it. And so we really not have down... I guess we have downplayed it. And after that, I was like, man, I'm going home and I'm changing the way I'm doing this because <laughs> what you said is so powerful. We're, we're training these kids to be able to give, and you have enabled them by giving that change jar. There's yeah. no excuse. Yeah. If they don't give as children, they're most likely not going to give as an adult, yes. whether it's tithe so or offering. And it's, and it's not about the money part of it. Right. It's, it's not about even about giving. Receiving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's about the act of giving and being a giver, cheerful giver, and what does that mean, and, and really how you grow as an individual by giving. Absolutely. The way you, you set it, you, some people think church is all about money. You're supplying the money that they're giving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, we were. <laughs> we ran out of pennies multiple times. <laughs> and I, I don't think our money counters appreciated all the envelopes that they had to open with one penny with, in it. Yeah, that was so good. So we are making that a core part of this, as in... When we're writing this, in every single lesson, there will be a, a point where it mentions offering, whether it gets wildly creative and how it's taken, and it may, depending on how the lesson flows, but there may be times when it just says, at this point, take an offering, <laughs> but it will be right. in every single lesson. I just thought that was so cool learning from you guys. I love how you guys, like, you know, we're big on, on doing offering every week as well, but I like the whole process that you are doing, you know, the, the envelope, writing it down. I think that it almost um, maybe instills the habit even more, or it makes it more memorable. It's like ritualistic almost, you know. It's it's like we're doing this whole process more than just dropping it in a basket. And then, then I think let's that's dig neat. into that just a little bit. You you, if I recall correctly, you issued points based on not just that they were giving, but how they were giving. I mean, in the can you describe that? So every child would get 10 points when they would can't come because we would provide an offering for them and help them make. If they didn't come prepared at all with an offering, we would give them the offering and make the envelope for them, help them make it. So they got 10 points for that. If they brought an offering but then didn't have it prepared in an envelope, um, then that was 50 points. If they were fully prepared to give the offering in an envelope and everything had their name on it, had, had their, their name, name on it and the amount on it, ready to give. then that was a hundred points. So the more faithful they were in doing it, not only giving, but 
you know, this is my offering. Right. No one else's. This is my offering. It's not just something someone gave me. It has my name on it. I'm giving it. And it, it got to where they all had 1,200, 1,300 points yeah. at the end of the quarter. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. That's full. Like, they were ready. <laughs> that's awesome. Big group, all of them. That is super cool. Still on the theme of giving, but you're making me remember. I didn't do it as regularly, and I got convicted too, Brother Philip. <laughs> but um, the church I was at before when we were doing Sunday school, we did a missions offering where it was just one big special push to support kids overseas. Yeah. And I was blown away at the generosity of the kids. Their parents were coming up to me saying, some of them as young as five and six, were saying, Mom, what can I do around the house? How can I earn money? They were out there washing their parents' cars, vacuuming. And I'm like, I think sometimes I underestimate kids. And then when you give them these opportunities, they just blow your mind at how receptive and how they take that and run with it. Like you're saying, Mm -hmm. like, they didn't need the incentive after a while because they got it. (laughs) We take camp pledge pledges every year and so the parents you know of course and each family pledges and then the kids start raising their hand and saying twenty dollars five dollars fifty some have even said fifty dollars wow. and the parents are like uh where's that coming from they're gonna be working <laughs> but um yeah sometimes some of those kids are like whoa okay and they're gonna give it they're it's not gonna be mom and dad giving them that money yeah. they work for it that's cool, and that, I'm sure that's a habit developed. Right, and that's that was the beauty of this thing is it built the habit. Like most, I think most kids are givers and generous. You know, they haven't learned to be stingy and tight-fisted, yeah. and <laughs> and so they are. And if we give them the opportunity, and then when we when we built it in as a habit, now it's literally a part of them. They didn't get incentivized for giving at camp in camp pledge. They just did it because, wow, I can. That's so Here's cool. an opportunity. And now they, uh, they recognize the opportunity. Yeah, sometimes we think we're doing them a, a favor yes. by, oh, they're, they're not able to give, so I'm not going to put an emphasis on that so they don't feel bad. Well, you're actually doing them harm yeah. rather than doing them a favor. And that was actually what we thought of right off the bat was, what about all these kids that just come on the route and don't have, they don't have a great home or... They don't, you know, what do we, how do we not make them feel bad? Yeah. But really it was turned into building them up. Not, not just not making them feel bad, but because now they feel feel great. They feel good about giving. Yeah. I'm going to implement that. That's awesome. I love that. So it's neat to, to pick up all this different stuff from, from the people we're just being around this weekend, let alone uh, what you're going to be able to contribute overall (laughs) to the curriculum. A side note, we had, uh. I don't know, it's been a few months ago, we had um, a girl in our class give a $50 bill an offering. And so we went and tracked down the parents to make sure, you know, hey, is this okay? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we gave it to her to put an offering. I go, okay, just making sure. <laughs> $50 is a, a pretty good chunk. Pretty significant. I found that in mom's purse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hallelujah. <laughs> so the next thing uh, that we see as a core segment would be our prayer requests. <clears throat> And I know, uh, again, that's something that you can downplay. And, and we, I wouldn't say we downplay because we had the kids fill out prayer request cards and we put them on our, our prayer wall and we pray over them. But uh, making it a core part of in Sunday school. And again, this is one of those that might be a bullet point saying, hey, in here at this point, do a prayer request. But hopefully 
most of the time it'd be more tied into the flow of the lesson as well. So how do you, what does that look like though? How do you do that? The, the prayer card, prayer wall, talk about we that. We do that before class. So okay. in the time that kids are showing up, so before 10 o'clock, we might have from 9.30 to 10 when kids are rolling in. So okay. they're going to be in the class sitting there while we have a pre-class activity, an icebreaker, a game or something. But there's someone, their job is to do nothing but collect prayer cards. Hmm. And so they have them and they'll, we know the kids probably can't fill them out themselves or five to 11 years old or five to nine now. Yeah. Uh, and so we sit with them and ask them what their prayer request is and help them fill those cards out. So oh, okay. Um, that's before class starts, but up till, up till 10 only. We don't actually have a segment in class right now <laughs> but, yeah. but again i love i love all the feedback and then you have a prayer wall so you have all these cards it was on a tree wall. we just transformed it to the castle but before it was a oh, tree and okay. they had these little clothespins and they'd clip on that and then we'd pray for them during the week something really cool about the the prayer request segment that we talked about today was actually an idea that the hammonds had explained um of what they do at their church and they were saying how during prayer like that little segment they take prayer requests and they pray together with the kids, but not just that, but they encourage the kids to pray out loud with them. And right. I thought that was a really cool concept because I've never thought about it that way. Like letting the kids know, like prayer isn't just something that you listen to or just let the teachers do it. It's something that we all can do together. And I yes. thought that was a really neat perspective. Yeah. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, and, and we do emphasize prayer big time. And we have altar calls and, and you know, we obviously there's a major emphasis on that. But this is just a different time period during the class to mm-hmm. emphasize that. I thought it was great. Yeah. We have a, an older teacher. She actually was the Sunday school teacher of our pastor. So she's been teaching Sunday school how many? I think she said 50 years. Wow. Um, but before she lets her children walk out her door, she will pray for them yeah. as a oh, collective. Wow. Um, and can you imagine those kids that come on the route and they actually are hearing someone pray for them yeah what that might do to them i mean that's awesome that would have been nice to have for (laughs) as a child (laughs) um yeah i mean she's always done it sometimes we're like okay we got a time we gotta go but then it's like no it's important she's got to do it that's awesome yeah Yeah. that's really good that's neat it changes to people when they hear people praying over them specifically absolutely so i I think she's like one of the she's like the sunday school teacher of all sunday school teachers you know that's cool and like (laughs) there's order in that classroom like Mm. you don't have a discipline problem in that class you just don't because that's the sunday school teacher of all sunday school teachers yes and so like (laughs) like um i was going somewhere with that it's late (laughs) (laughs) i understand yeah so like like as tight as that class can be from behavior perspective they know i'm loved in that class Mm. oh yeah i'm valuable yeah in that class oh that's yeah that did just happen too yeah so this same teacher um Another teacher was out at a restaurant or in Walmart or something that ran into one of our kids that came on the route when they were little. And she's like 20 something now in her 20s. She ran into one of our other Sunday school teachers Mm -hmm. and said, yeah, like, hey, you go to Apostolic Tabernacle, right? She's like, yeah, absolutely. She said, 
Does Sister Cabe still go there? Is she still there? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. She said, yeah, she's still teaching Sunday school. She's still teaching Sunday school. And, yeah, it was, she's like, well, I went when I was seven, eight years old, however old. She's like, and I just remember Sister Sister Cabe. That's cool. This is a little bit off topic, but it's going off of that. A cool story. I grew up in the Fresno church, and we had a big bus route. And... I was already married back there visiting my parents. We're at one of those teppanyaki places where you sit around with, you know, you might have strangers at your table. And our cook oh. was asking the couple at the end, oh, where are you coming from? And they said church. And he said, what church? And we're waiting for him to ask us. And then he tells them, yeah, I go to Truth Tabernacle. And that's our church. And I've never seen this man. <laughs> and I'm just like, so we're like, wait, that's where we go. So, oh, yeah, I haven't been in about 13, 14 years. <laughs> but I rode the bus. That's his church. That's still his oh, church. That's awesome. And he was still asking about some of the incentives. And I love those stories where you're like, wow, this really does resonate sometimes for decades. Oh, man. That that's so cool. Awesome. We all have stories of the ones that you know, were gone for many years and came back. So that's, that's, that's what it's all about. Well, even better if they stay. But yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's cool that he claimed it, though. After <laughs> We haven't been in 13 years. But, but it was his <laughs> church. church. It was still Bye. so implanted. I loved it. But that we were sweet. like, but you need to come visit your church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come back and see us. <laughs> so one thing in, the, in this apostolic curriculum that was non-negotiable, we all... There was no question about this. We have a segment called Snack. the Planet Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to get that in there. <laughs> that was a pretty high priority. <laughs> the Plan of Salvation slash Doctrine segment, yes. where no matter what we're teaching, I don't care if it's if you're talking about Jonah, you're going to have Plan of Salvation, or if you're talking about. Uh, I don't know. I, my brain's shot, but yeah. I think, I think other Brian, things. I think <laughs> I think Bree and Philip need to demonstrate the chant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good time for that. <laughs> but everybody has their own version of what a plan of salvation will look like. And so in our church, we do have a consistent apostolic chant that we do. But it's going to be really cool seeing this curriculum represented by everybody yeah. on what that plan of salvation segment looks like from your point of view. I right. It's going to be yeah. so cool. Different yeah. styles and different ideas. So the idea is that you get Acts 2.38, repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Every week. Every, every week. week. No matter and what you're You know teaching. what? We used to not. I mean, we've only been doing it every week, uh, I don't know, maybe five years now or something. But there was a time when it was just like sometimes we added that in. I mean, we were still teaching the Bible and everything, you know, but it wasn't like a segment or a building block that we did every week. But we do definitely now. I mean, it's, it's a major part. Yeah. So we actually started this, and I've said this before, but our toddler class is the one that convicted me about this because our toddler class teachers, they had a routine every week, no matter what. They taught their kids repentance, and then they had a little action they did with it. Baptism in Jesus' oh. name, a little action. And these kids are two to five years old and gift of the Holy Ghost, and they had an action. Well, my son's two years old, and he's doing it. Mm. And so this is, I've yeah. seen him at home on his own acting out this little thing that his teachers taught him. And uh, so that really triggered something. I'm like, man, we want 
I know we do teach plan of salvation in some form, but I wanted right. something that literally they would wake up when they're 50 years old and yeah. it just burnt into their brain. Yes. Where this, and so we started this, this we call it the apostolic chant because it's a say and repeat, repent and be baptized in Jesus' name, and the kids yell it back. Now it's turned into reverse sometimes. Well, they'll say it and we'll echo it because they know it so well. Uh, but it just talks about every you know, core apostolic concept. You know, so couple things on the salvation part of it on the chant we started doing the chant a few months back and i remember the first time we did it we didn't like the kids didn't know it was coming but that part where um how many gods yeah there's there's just one his name jesus and then king of kings they all lord of lords like we never done that before oh wow and they knew it knew like instinctively yeah Yeah, like that was so that was pretty cool You know, and one thing we didn't talk about today at all, but in, well, because it really wasn't that relevant, but in, (laughs) for this segment, we, (laughs) we, we, for plan of salvation, we teach it every week, but we have always for like always, as long as we've been in, in, in church, it's always been in our Sunday school, a part of our decor. Every class has a salvation wall. So repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, Holy Ghost is included in the decor. One wall teaches the plan of salvation in every classroom that we have. Oh, that's good. So like, and is that it's intentional. You very I yes, love that. and it's like um, even we used to do quarterly decoration, and then probably ten, fifteen years ago, we did more permanent dec- decor. But it's like uh, the creation room. So most of the room illustrates creation. But in its our kindergarten room, so they have a little wall where they have like a little character getting repenting, being baptized, getting the Holy Ghost, oh, wow. and then we added living holy. Um, That's cool. Hey, and so it's in every don't let that classroom slip through the cracks when we start talking about yeah, the core. It, we're going to be recommending in this curriculum ways of decorating for each quarter I to like match that. a theme. That's really cool. Yeah, the salvation wall. I it, like that. Yeah, it's it good. Something our bishop. It was something our bishop, every child needs to hear this every Sunday, every Sunday. And, and I think we've all thought that way and we've done it, but without... It's a visual. It's well, another definitely without the visual. I mean, but, but it's one thing engage. to just throw it out there every Sunday, but to be intentional. And in this case, we have a segment devoted to nothing but, okay, we're not letting this time slip by without driving home, repentance, baptism, in Jesus' name, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oneness of God, those Jesus name, we're, yes. we're, they're not slipping by. They're not. This is a very intentional. Uh, it's easy to take it for granted because we're used to, we know it. Our church kids know it, but then you know, those that the visitors, the routes, yeah. they're not going to come every Sunday, so they need to hear it anytime they come. Yeah. And yeah, it's easy to because we're used to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's life for us. And we're going to be flagging some some of these segments as, if you don't have enough time, consider removing these pieces. But this is not one. That of one's them. not one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is that not is one. not on that list. That, Line of that, salvation and yeah. snack. If you pull it out, it's against all. 
<laughs> it's you so just late, ate. What is the deal? You catch it. <laughs> he just <laughs> had a churro. Oh my goodness! The next one is going to be the memory verse. Um, and again, this is a core. This is every week. We'll have a memory verse segment, um, but but we're not doing a new memory verse every week. Yeah, so I want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 talk about it. So I think anybody who's been in Sunday school any length of time knows that if you teach a verse to your class, they're going to be able to quote it. They're going to be able to say it when they leave class. Probably fifteen minutes after that, they're already struggling. By next Sunday, unless you have a pretty good contest going, they probably don't have a clue. And after two weeks, it's gone. And yeah. so we're, we're trying to drive it deeper than that uh, by, by doing an entire, not quarter, sorry, uh, month. month. So four consecutive lessons. Uh, yeah, I think it's three, 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 three verses uh, per quarter, quarter and then there's a review week. Yeah. And we, we kind of had discussed different options and ideas, and we just kind of as a group decided that might be the best. And the thing with these verses that we're going to include is basic um, doctrinal verses. They're not just related to the story itself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if trying to give them the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the year, if, if these kids forget everything that we've ever taught them, but retain those 12 verses, we've done a pretty solid job. I mean, obviously yeah. we would hope they take a little bit more than uh, that. That's uh, when I got really convicted about memory verse. I was teaching five year olds and I remember praying and saying, God, what am how are five-year-olds going to retain any of this? What's, what is this even, what am I doing every week? And God gave me that verse, the entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. And it was like, just get my word in them. Whatever bits of word they can keep, it's going to bring the understanding yeah. and it will lead them. And so I got really passionate about memory verse, yeah. <laughs> trying to give them something to take home that they can remember. Yeah, that's, so that's good. really good. Uh, so yeah, she's like like Sister uh, Pelletier just said, it is these are doctrinal verses, um, and they, we try to get them to fit the segments that they're with. But you know, we have four lessons that they're bridging, and it's easier said than done to find one verse that hits all four of those. So some mm-hmm. some are maybe better connected than others, but we're doing the best we can. But they're they're all. They're all, uh, I, I think, solid selections. Yeah, like we said, you, you can't really go wrong <laughs> making a memorize a memory Jesus verse. Swept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe you can go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next segment is uh, the Bible story, and so yes. uh, a while back, it's been a few years. We taught on the story of Balaam and the talking. Uh, talking donkey, and I told told this group this, and one of our kids that was raised in church after Sunday school came up to me and said, "That story's not really in the Bible." Like, wow, j- yeah. not 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 like he was calling us a lie. He was just like, s- just couldn't believe, couldn't believe it. Well, that that was shocked. in the Bible. He had never heard it, and he was raised in church. And at this point, he was probably seven eight years old, and. I thought, first of all, we failed, and your parents have failed too, my friend. <laughs> you know, I was, but I was trying to offset some blame <laughs> at that point. But seriously, I realized that, man, we don't just don't tell enough. You know, first of all, you only have fifty-two Sundays a year, right? So, uh, yeah. you know, there's, there's, I don't know how many stories are in the Bible. There's you know. fifty-two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least, at least, at least fifty-three, right? <laughs> there's at least one more. <laughs> 
And so we made up our mind that every single lesson is going to have a Bible story attached to it. No matter how topical it is or, or what it is, there's going to be a Bible story. And we're going to we're gonna dig deep on these things. It's not going to be David and Goliath every week, although we're going to hit some highlights too. We're going, yeah. to, we're going to dig deep on some of these stories that may not be headliners. My dad's absolute favorite to bring up in Sunday school is Ehud and Eglon. Oh, yeah. Mine, too. (laughs) (laughs) The boys are fascinated. The girls are horrified. Every kid that came out of any class of his, even if he was throwing it into Hangman and then he would stop and tell it in five minutes, he loved Ehud and Eglon. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Yeah. You you have some history there. The fact that the knife just disappeared into his gut is just And the fat ran out. And the fat ran out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, what a story. (laughs) That's like the Bible story, the the boys of all boys Bible story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember the first time I heard the one about the guy chopping his wife up in 12 pieces and mailing out to all the tribes. I guess they didn't have a mail. I don't know if we're tackling that in the first three years. No, no, no. That's not going to be in the cricket. (laughs) But my point is like, there's a lot of stories in the Bible that I didn't, I thought I knew them all. No, I did not. I did not. One time in our script we had uh, where Nathan confronts David about his his indiscretion with Bathsheba. And uh, I remember one of the teachers was like, wait, how do we teach this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> creatively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the, the Bible's full of uncomfortable truths. So we are trying to handle it with wisdom and we care. We are. I promise you that. <laughs> yes. yes. We are, we are doing the best that we can. need not worry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, the Bible story then we have, of course, the, the main lesson leading into an altar call. And uh, that's going to be, uh, you know, taking all the other bits and pieces of the lesson and tying all the loose ends, if there are any, into a single uh, piece to the kids. And the ultimate goal, the ultimate aim is for every class that does this curriculum eventually to develop a culture of altar call where or We'll call it this, response to the lesson. Response, response yeah. prayer. Yeah, what did we say? Yeah, response yeah. prayer. Because even like in a smaller setting where you have maybe just a single teacher, a lot of times the concept is, well, I can't do altar call. But, you know, I, I just had uh, somebody on the podcast, an evangelist, and he was talk, talking about a smaller church that just started doing Sunday school and they – I don't know if he had suggested it or not, but they started doing uh, an altar service in their Sunday school in a very small situation, and they've been having kids get the Holy Ghost. So. Yeah, it's when we first started really making an emphasis on altar calls, it, it honestly was it was uncomfortable as a teacher. We'd never done it before, and the kids wouldn't come when you made an opportunity, and so you felt like, well, that was a fail, mm-hmm. but we kept doing it. And now... We call an altar call, and they all know. They all come up, and every Sunday it's now a thing. Like if we didn't have an altar call, I think they'd just be like, "What? What, what yeah. just happened?" Yeah, because it's a culture thing. I bet that makes the transition out of Sunday school into it makes it interesting. Big church, yeah. Well, ours is a different type of. Yeah, so every church. That's another thing. The dynamics. So you guys go from into your main service. Right. Is that into right? So ours is a is a split session. So the, the ones that rode the routes, you know, they, they will go back on the bus at that point and ride home. And then our other, uh, the, the ones that came with their parents will go into the main Yeah, service. but really what I, what I was meaning with that is that when it's time for them to go to 
like when they come to Sunday night service, yes, you know, somebody from the route, hey, I want to go to Sunday night service, then they. They have that, oh, that's, we did this in Sunday it's school. It's almost like that offering it's thing. Yeah. It's a rabbit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Habit. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're developing habits. Man, I just listened. I'm actually in the middle of it. Uh, Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. It's just oh, like yes. so good. Actually, I finished it yesterday, I think. But <laughs> it really. <laughs> okay. It was an audio book. <laughs> yeah. It's just such a, such a good book about just the power of creating small habits and yeah, I think that that's very appropriate. Well, we've had people, uh, uh, we've had kids from our Sunday school uh, get the Holy Ghost or pray really hard in like Sunday night service, like you just said. And I do feel like it's a direct result sometimes of this morning's Sunday school that we just had. And they didn't get it in that Sunday Sunday school, but they come and pray, you know. And sometimes we almost get like a confirmation where the preacher will preach what we just taught on, you know, which is that's yes. that's really cool. Yes. yes. So, so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, get a, yes. I'll get a bunch of kids turn around and look at me, you know, or look at our staff. Y'all like, compare notes. Yeah. No. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> so we have two more uh, segments. One is for review. Um, and then the other one is for, which we're just calling like a miscellaneous segment that you can fill in with a lot of different avenues. Like snack. (laughs) (laughs) Just snack. You're doubling down on snack. This is your opportunity. But we have a bunch of different methods of teaching all of those different segments that we talked about, Christian illusions, crafts, games, uh, giveaways, uh, object lessons, uh, puppet shows, that sort of thing. And all of those things can be used for both everything that we have just talked about as well as this segment that that we're just, I don't even we don't have a name for it yet. Yeah, we don't it's just have a, a name, but a, a miscellaneous segment. But the idea is that we're going to pull from method. one of those. Yes, and, and kind of it'll help provide some variety in the weeks. Yep. Yeah, um, and all of these again are flexible. So if you have a staff that, or excuse me, a, a, a church that doesn't have access to puppets or puppet stage or whatever, you can just take that piece out and still have yeah. an effective Sunday school. So mm-hmm. that's the idea anyway. Um, so we're 45 minutes into this. Um, I'm not going to drag this out needlessly, but uh, we're, we're, <laughs> we're done. All right, see you On that note. <laughs> on the right after the Bible story, that segment, what was it? Uh, the final lesson into the altar call. Yeah, so that final lesson too, um, that's really, you said, you know, it's where we... <laughs> Sorry, I just flipped your hair. Um, <laughs> where we pulled together um, all the other pieces and things, and that's also where uh, it really, you drive home the point of how it applies to them, you know. Yes. That that talking donkey. What does that talking donkey mean to me? Well, here's how. Yeah, however we're It applies to, to your life in 2024. Yeah. Yeah. So the part we haven't really emphasized is some of the creativity that's going to be in here. Um, I mean, we've been talking about the core and apostolic, but there's going to be a lot of silly, fun, goofy stuff mm-hmm. that is the hook. Again, that's the yeah. draw. That's what that's what brings uh, kids initially to the class. Um, but like the the theme skit that you're talking about, right, is is going to be hilarious. Like it's yeah. gonna, you know, you have these maybe a, a guy that's that, that plays the the, the goofy character, the and he's always yeah. doing something funny or silly and <clears throat> making the right. kids laugh, and then. You have these, uh, you know, puppets that might do something off yes. the wall, 
Um, mm-hmm. you know, so it's going to be very creative, very exciting, and intensely apostolic at the same time. Yeah. I know we keep saying that, but we are trying to marry those two things together because in our experience, I don't think we've found one that does that. Yeah, and the idea, too, is that this is, for some churches, and we're trying to cover so many demographics that this will not apply to everybody, That this thing, but it is kind of a plug-and-play. So the idea is that, you, yes, you can customize this, and we actually expect that, and you can take this out or add this or do this different, but you can also grab it and go right now. Mm-hmm. It's in your hands, and it's ready to go if you have the staffing for it and the equipment or whatever, you know. Did we mention the target age that we're shooting for already? I don't know I if we did or not. Can that. you get a little tighter? I'm not picking Sorry, it Sorry. I was just saying, I don't think we've mentioned the target age, but I think we're just starting with um, aiming for 5 to 11. Yeah. With yep. the, the future ambition of extending that on both ends, right? both for toddlers and youth, um, again, that's longer term, uh, but this is going to be a three-year rotating curriculum. Um, so it's going to be quarterly. I don't think we talked about this much. So quarterly, but each quarter can stand alone. Right. So you can right. just grab any quarter and use that for the next three months. Yeah, it's and each quarter will be a theme. A theme, yep. yeah. Standalone, um, which will give you, you know, in a, in a, if you use all of it, which you don't have to, it'll give you decoration ideas, character ideas, costume ideas, yes. uh, resources, where to buy some some things that might be helpful, uh, storylines for each week. Right. Uh, yeah. Again, you don't have to use any of this, but we're trying to give more, or I'd rather have people take away, take stuff out, than yeah. say, "Man, I wish you guys had right. supplied us with with mm-hmm. something." Give you I more think than our what goal you is a solid hours worth. Yeah. Or if you had a solid hour Sunday school, yes, right, you would yeah. have enough material to cover an entire hour. Yeah, and and we have some options. Possibly, we're, we're still working on this. That, that if you have to go past that, I know some some people have a or like you mentioned a pre-activity time where pre-activity your buses are coming or in, or right or post-activity. Yeah, because yeah, I know some people don't have a hard end time, like we talked right. discussed among ourselves. Yeah. And so, like ours is a solid hour. Just it's it's guaranteed. It's an hour. Some people have fuzzy end times. It just depends on how long the preacher preaches. Right. So we yeah. have to have some leeway for that as well. So we're still working through some things, but. We're doing our best. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be good. This will be stuff that we would use. Well, that's the the whole point. That we will use. Right. Can you imagine us writing it like, nah. Yeah. (laughs) That's good for everybody else, but not us. No, it just doesn't work. They really need that. (laughs) 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 Brought my shovel. They they didn't put a snack in there. I'm not going to use it. (laughs) They didn't put it twice. Yeah, so uh, stuff like snack is in there <laughs> as an alternate. Like it's it's there, or it will be there as an option. A yeah. craft, even possibly, it just it just depends on 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 yeah. how we've written it that particular week. But if you want it in every week, put it in every week. Oh, uh, the uh, I know we're we're so wasted. Uh, the holiday thing <laughs> on tacos. Okay. So oh. we we're trying to figure out what yes. to do with holidays because if if we write this thing specific, like when our, it's our local church, when it yeah, lands on Mother's Day, we have a specific lesson that we want to teach on that specific Sunday right. for a mother. 
Um, and then uh, not to the mothers, but to the kids about their mothers. Uh, then Father's Day and Christmas and Thanksgiving and all those things. Well, we want this thing to pull off the shelf if you pull it off in 2025 or 2030. We want this thing to still be applicable. Right. Mm-hmm. So we came up with a solution-ish. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone tell us what we came up with. Supplemental. Not all at once. <laughs> <laughs> a holiday supplement, supplemental. Basically, you would buy the, you know, your core quarter or even year, and then you would add on the holiday packet, basically. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to have a, we'll just call it a standard lesson for every Sunday of the year for 52, 52 Sundays. Uh, but this holiday what do we call it? Addendum I don't even think package? we gave it, gave it a we name. We don't know. We're, we haven't it's got like that cute yet. a holiday packet almost. Yeah. yeah. Packet or supplemental. Like or an add-on. add-on like, or, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we named it. Email info at apostolic. What is it? Sundayschool.com <laughs> because we don't have yeah. a clue right now. Give us some ideas. Do you have name suggestions? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you have something. Uh, but the idea is that with that packet, it, it can you can use it or not because some people don't have Sunday school on some of those holidays and some do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so in there it'll have if you do want to use a a holiday for uh, as a topic for the day. This is what you should teach on Mother's Day. This is what you should teach on Father's yeah. Day, Christmas things. I think we had listed about five or maybe a seven holidays. Mm, which quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. Just that. You know, like Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Yeah, even Valentine's Day. I mean, just Father's Day, Mother's right. Day. Right. Yeah. 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 Which it's a it's a good call out to talk about the holidays because you may, you know, our Q four didn't have a Christmas lesson because it's a standalone it's quarter. Standalone. It's so it might not be quarter four. Right. Yeah. It may not be Q four for everybody that yeah. that wants to use that Q four theme. Mm. So that's yes, yes, it's, yes. it's a really good. I'm glad glad you remember to bring that up. <laughs> and uh, we'll release it now. Q4 is zebras. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, a is sneak it? Peek. I know I've been asleep, but <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I got a snack for zebra cakes. We can do zebra cakes, so we got your snack Even covered. the snacks are themed. There you go. Oh, yes, Oreos. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we're all fading pretty bad, but thank you all uh, for, for being here, all of you guys. And uh, we are, we're going to probably sign off, but uh, thank you for listening. If you have any ideas on what we can improve on the curriculum, you don't even know what it is yet, so how do you know? <laughs> no, but if you have, have ideas of what we, you want to make sure is in this curriculum, a wish list, that's a great idea, yeah, anything. Yeah, that would be great, yeah. Um, send it to us. This is you the time to do it right now. Info at apostolicsundayschool.com, suggestions. Uh, anything that, that you wish was in the curriculum that you currently use that you want to see, we, this is the time to tell us because we, we're, we're at the, building, the beginning of this thing. So. Yeah. All right. I uh, love you all. We will see you later. God bless. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.